Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, uh, we're going to be getting into a discussion around uh, the creative sector. Uh, a lot is uh, said sometimes about the risk uh, that goes into getting into the creative sectors, such as music, such as film, television, um, and the like. Uh, but for today, we're going to be talking about how uh, sustainable wealth can be attained um, you know, from uh, this particular sector. We're going to be talking to an entrepreneur um, uh, in the media and entertainment space, um, an artist in his own right here in uh, South Africa. Uh, that is uh, Slicker. And uh, for today, we are just going to be having a discussion. Uh, we're going to have a discussion with him. Our real name is Yabonga Metane, if I remember correctly. And uh, we're just going to be having that discussion. Uh, those of you who follow know that uh, we tend to look quite a bit around what's going on uh, in the startup space. Uh, and uh, we have a particular interest in the fintech um, you know, world of things. And for today, we're going to be having that discussion around what's going on because uh, I think sometimes when it uh, comes to the flashing lights of the media and entertainment space um, we think that it's uh, we think that it's uh, the bright lights like we said but under the surface it's actually not as bright um, as uh, as what it uh, appears on the outside and that's the some of the issues that Slick and his team are trying to tackle So Slicker, greetings to you today. We're at your offices. Thank you so much for being for for having us here. Thank you for coming through. I think a good place for us to start. Uh, I think the name of the platform, Soul Distro, um, just uh, for us is to understand two things: the company, what is it that uh, you guys are doing, and what's the issue that you guys are trying to tackle. So I think um, going two steps forward, the name of the company is Slicker on Life. We break it down. The acronym is Soul, right? The, 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 so, so Slick on Life is, is, is creating subsidiaries from the different things that we do. So we are generally a uh, influence and content agency. So we've um, broken down Slick on Life into a production company. So we've now got a sole production that literally has a leader that is, is running that. And that is, that's all our TV work, all our content work. So there's, the people that there's a person that's managing that. And then we've got Soul Distro. Soul Distro is our music business. Soul Distro also has somebody that runs that and is, is a shareholder also, also on, on, on Soul, a Soul production, the visual stuff. We've got a, there's a, there's a shareholder there. And Soul Distro is another company subsidiary under Slick on Life, which is going to focus on the distribution of music. Is going to focus on our on our on our um, investment interests um, with to develop a music a music investment uh, uh, consortium um, through the artists that we're distributing or with the artists that we're distributing and ourselves. So that will be called Soul Distro. And then we've got Soul Wallet. Soul Wallet is our fintech platform, which is currently. A platform that is a new business that I'm actually um, building because soul, a soul production and soul and soul distro and um, have been around, but we just they were all under slick on life. Yeah. So we're breaking down the companies and having leaders to lead those companies. So this is allowing me to start my journey on 
launching the Soul Wallet, which is the fintech platform that we're starting. And Soul Wallet, how it was born, it was born of the fact that Soul Distro distributes music from streaming platforms. And the money that artists make from streaming platforms is is not a lot, you know, and you when you do pay them and they get their money into a standard bank uh, stand, an, an, an average bank. <laughs> I'm not meaning standard bank, yeah, yeah. bank, but like, any and, of them. Uh, yeah, any, any of them is like, what a name, standard bank, average bank. You know, yeah. if they get their money into a, in, into a bank, um, with the little money they make from streaming, already the bank charges are going to hit them. So we figured that how do we, how do we make a small impact? You know, it's not like you're making a huge impact, but how do we make a small impact? And the idea was to develop a wallet where when we're paying these artists, it could get into the, into an account that doesn't hit them with bank charges. Unless they're obviously transacting. But also this account allows them to, to, um, to build a financial profile because not only do they get distribution money, they're able to sell tickets, event tickets on the same wallet. So that means that if people are buying their tickets, they, they're able to kind of grow their, their revenue. So it's it literally is a multifunctional platform. And not only can you just sell your tickets, you'd be able to, if you own the bar, you're running the bar at the event, you can add your bar, you can add your merchandise. So all of a sudden, this wallet almost becomes something that could grow your capital and your financial profile um, if you're an artist. So that's really where the heart of the wallet came from. Um, but everything is connected to everything. So, you know, that's why I had to start with Slick on Life being the, being the, the being the mother company where Slick on Life was started a production suite, a distribution for music, an investment for music. And now where does the money go? Right. So that's where the heart of the idea comes. And then everything else literally was built on that. The idea of everything else was built on that. Okay. It has been, you know, quite uh, fascinating to see uh, what you call this, uh, to see your growth uh, through the industry. You know, I'm not shy to say that I'm a hip hop fan uh, myself and I used to, you know, listen to a lot of your bars. Uh, but to see, um, I guess, the movement into the world of business, because you do see this, um, you know, around the world where they're talking Jay-Z's, the Diddy's, you know, you know, taking whatever you, you do in the world of music and parlaying that into, into the world of business. And I guess, you know, moving from the music into the podcasting into, you know, all of these other pieces. And then I guess the bravery of now saying, okay, cool, I'm ready to let go of certain parts of the business because that's never hard that's never easy rather for an entrepreneur it's your baby you want to hold you know, on to everything but rather to say okay cool guys we've mastered these pieces of the business and we want to actually now attack let's say the finance aspect you know because um it's one of the things that i'm quite passionate about is the fact that i think artists yeah, it's tough out there for creatives, um, you know, in the current economy. Um, and when it, but one of the things that I wanted to check very quickly, because um, specifically for musicians, when it comes to uh, the collection of some of the money that they're making on some of these platforms, and you're talking about, you know, uh, some of the impact that comes from using traditional finance systems, is to say, what's the difference between, let's say, where 
what you're offering because in a typical sense i put my music out you know spotify deezer apples whatever and then uh i'm using uh who knows distro kid any one of the many platforms that are out there um the advice is go to a go to a company like capasso register with them get your metadata together they will you know collect on your behalf make sure that you're getting your money comes into your account so in that right um i guess it's it's just a typical question that i'm sure someone who's listening to this will have is why should i be coming here is it is it purely uh the cost piece you know that you are attacking or is it rather the value added you know parts that you're talking about earlier on where a person can then do eventing and ticketing later on like yeah what's the 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 value add yeah i think that you know um and a lot of people get this confused spotify these apple music they enablers mm. they are partners yeah. right um they they are partners because they are the ones that are doing the payments first to pay the artist yeah in fact they also helping music people reach access the music the fight that music is is that like streaming platforms don't pay a lot i understand it's a valid fight but what what else can they do <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. what else can they do because yeah. the consumer also doesn't want to pay more on their subscription mm-hmm. but are they doing a good thing by helping music reach everybody of course mm-hmm. so if they doing a good thing how do we then um instead of saying looking at ah oh, but the money's little how do we say how do we incorporate that and literally make it work for us so sometimes if like if if literally like it's turning <laughs> lemons to lemonade you know so we could literally like throw stones at the stream platforms but without the stream platforms our music is not out there um not enough artists artists aren't able to read the data you know um the insights of like where you can grow the information is not dem- democratized yeah. so streaming platforms have given the power for the information for anyone to have the information when normally it was tied down to a certain label because they have the networks they have the relationships with the the outlets you know you cannot walk into a clicks and go as an artist and go how is my product selling across the country and they'll open up their computer that never happened so what streaming does the the power that streaming has brought is is actually massive unfortunately at the cost of the revenue literally also being knocked So if we look at the massive positive how do we then incorporate solutions to literally like build on the massive positive that streaming platforms have built yeah. Now we already know the behavior we already knew that the behavior with artists is that because of the money being little they don't collect the money um from the streaming immediately they can let money sit for a year or two without collecting it you know and letting it grow So we saying if they're not collecting the 60,000, 50,000, 30,000 and let's just say we at least in a quarter that is by the way. Um let's say that we at least have like 50 artists that are not collecting that. Me as a black owned business, 100% black owned business and an independent. I go I'm sitting on say 50,000 times 100 of like young black artists money. 
I got one thing I got to do. I either go to the guys and I go, do you know what this money can do? This money can be consolidated and it could literally get us into stocks. Mm. It could literally get us into shares. Hell, it could actually literally make us be like, we could literally give like investment to, to companies that need money for whatever growth. Damn, we could even start buying our own assets and having equity in various places. I, that's a proposition I give to the artists. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm black, you know, <laughs> firstly, yeah. because I, because I don't have any, any ownership of the economy mm-hmm. and I don't see anyone that looks like me and that's gone through the same journey like me yeah. having ownership of the economy. It is enough of us that are rich. We make money. But how about we actually start setting ourselves up to actually buying the economy mm-hmm. through music? Mm-hmm. So I pitch this to my, to, to the artists we distribute. Some of them say yes, some of them say no. The point is that we now have a plan to start owning the economy through our own work, through not borrowing from anybody, through not like being, 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 um, partners because of affirmative action or someone has to fill a scorecard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all of a sudden, through our own talent, we're able to basically have equity in the economy. Yeah. So. Why does this matter? Because it matters to me that like um, when I look at success, it never looks like a guy like me. You know, I, it's not a guy with jeans, with, with, you know, in South Africa. Yeah. These kids who are cooler than me right now, they want to stay cool. They probably going to be cooler dads and cooler whatever. But they're not going to be cool unless we create the foundation for them to remain cool because they've actually started investing when they were young. I'm, I'm like, I started this 20 years ago. So how am I setting it up? So there's a hundred more kids who are sitting in corporate companies in jeans because they literally made the right investment with the money that they never thought was important. So that's really the thinking. I, I, I'm thinking beyond my time right now, yeah. you know. So when people keep talking to me about about the difference, Spotify, Apple Music, they enable us. Capasso, they enable us. Without them, I can't do what I'm doing. Without them, I can't literally be able to show these guys the equity, the inc- the incremental equity that they they have all the time when someone plays their song. I can't. I don't have that capital. I think um, in the next five years, what streaming and what we are trying to build will do, we're going to see the power of streaming instead of looking at it, looking down at it. Um, so I'll also probably have the reputation of streaming music in a few years. Okay. This is what we do because I don't know who thought of streaming, but like I think whoever thought of it, if it's someone that cared about music, I don't care where you are in the world. My care for music is just probably the same. So it has to be people from different worlds that help each other, whether they know each other, whether they're from different generations. It has to be that, you know, and um, and I feel and I don't estimate the fact that I am part of the world. You know, I am part of the 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 the, I'm not as an African or South African. African. I'm a human being of the world and my contribution is just as important as as Steve Jobs, as Bill Gates, you know, um, as as 
Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, I like the fact that uh, we are at this point in the conversation because I think it helps us to um, contextualize um, what it is that you're trying to do, um, you know, with the soul wallet. All right. We understand the mechanism of uh, you know how you how you're actually getting money from one side to the other the the business model the enablers but more importantly getting us to that point where we're seeing the bigger picture the bigger vision uh because if i'm understanding you correctly um you are in essence saying um artists so let's come together and uh what you call this let's pull our funds together in the same way that banks have been able to pull their funds together um hedge funds asset managers etc uh, to say okay cool let's pull this money together and let's see you know what can happen if a collective comes together and moves their money forward because honestly speaking that's how a lot of wealthy communities have been able to do what they what they have done is the coming together it's it's usually never the one person uh most of the time even the people that go and invest in a yoko right it's a bunch of people's money that's been pulled together one person saw the vision and said let's put it into into yoko and now these guys are flying uh, around the world and they've been able to grow so it is it is it is a pretty it is a pretty cool thing and i think it especially I was having this conversation last week um with with some people I attended the Africa Rising Music Conference recently and I was having a, a conversation with someone to say that most of the time we don't fully understand the financial state that some of our favorite artists are in until the day that you hear that someone has passed away of course and it's always sad you know when you hear when people are not trying to you know raise funds just to put together a funeral and then yeah just simple things like that legacy what do you leave for the generation you know after that so um definitely a key piece one of the things that I'm trying to understand there I just want yes, to I just want to yeah. throw in something the music streaming industry the music streaming industry turned more than 1 billion in South Africa last year mm. right we've only talked about music i've talked about this idea of united states of creatives mm. i haven't talked about the creative sme mm. um the a the black agency yeah. the black freelancer yeah. i haven't talked about how the wallet is going to be a huge tool for them also you know um that's an industry that turns 48 billion per annum mm. black people make 2% they say black people get 2% of that for the 8 billion yeah. If my max looks right that sounds like 1 billion or something something right um a big part why black folks don't get money in advance so they can't be competitive with bigger agencies is because bigger agencies if they got a pitch you got a pitch with a big corporate and you go up against an agency that's literally spend 60 70,000 on the pitch you literally like need that to pay a salary you need that to to for cash flow you no know, a big agency that literally is uh that's that's pretty cash right so where how do we how do we grow this 2% without solutions a or you've got a job that pays payment terms 45 90 days you've got all the credibility the skills the experience you know you can do it better than anybody but you just don't have the capital to start how are we going to get this this 2% to grow if they keep closing the doors and saying but black people don't have the money to start up we try to give them a chance you know how are we going to do it so part of this this tool the soul wallet tool is going to introduce later what we call like a creators loan 
this loan is going to allow creators to be able to um, get money to start up the work that they need to do. So if you ask me, um, how are all these things connected? This is, I've been doing this all my life. For the past 20 years, I've been either in music, working with agencies, shortage of money, or whatever the case be, because you need a job. This is the stuff I've been going through. Yeah. So how do we fix it? And, and that's really, I'm trying to fix the problems I've had. And um, the beauty about fixing the problems you had, create new problems that people never even had when there was a solution. That means that it's going to keep evolving. You know, there's, there'll be a build over what I'm doing. I'm the first generation of the problem, of fixing the problem. You know, there's, whenever there's a solution, you find a problem in that solution. Then there's another generation. You know what I mean? So, as I was saying, I mean, we've only talked about music. We haven't even talked about the creative across the board. So, when it comes to that... Uh, uh because I'm enjoying the what you call this hearing you articulating um, the vision. And funny enough, we've actually spoken to a number of uh, agencies on this platform, uh, smaller and especially the black-owned ones. And I remember from a media buying point of view, one of the points that was raised in one of our discussions is the fact that a lot of the time um, work in South Africa probably goes to four or five um, a group of four or five uh, large agencies in South Africa because they've got, a lot of the time it's because they've got balance sheets that are literally sitting in the billions. So most of the time when they, when they go and pitch for business, people say, you know, what, what's, what does the asset base look like, you know, before we take the risk? And because, you know, corporates and enterprises, well, they worry about risk. You know, I don't want to worry, you know, if this thing goes wrong, I, I don't want to be concerned. Um, and I was very, what you call this, um, and I remember they were saying some similar numbers, you know, advertising, doing over 40 billion in South Africa. Um, and, you know, some of these agencies will have like 5 billion that just sits, you know, to say when you go pitch for work, you know, we've got this money that's, you know, that can protect some of our investments. So I definitely see it there. The big question then is to say, why hasn't this been done? If it has, has it, has it worked or are you trying to improve on an existing model or are you coming in and saying we're, we're, we're doing something completely new? I can't talk about why it hasn't been done. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there. There's a lot of intelligent people. Um, you know, my thing is that, like, we always have to remember what's the bigger idea. You know, um, uh, we do want to work for big companies or agencies as service providers. But we're still working for them, even if we're owning our companies. And also, the, you know, you cannot look at your success and say it's a reflection of your community's success. I work with different young people, young, young ambitious people, and... It shatters when you like when you see the ambitious and you go, I'm sorry, the world is not built like that for black folks. Yeah. You know, it's it's a ridiculous statement to say in 2022 that I don't care what you think politically, the world is not built like that for black folks. You dig? I'm sitting here and I should have. You see, the way the the way we so jaded as black folks is that I should have every black agency saying, 
how are we going to be making this work? But because there's, there's, there's almost like, uh, um, we've been so jaded that, ah, oh, it's not possible. Uh, as long as we've got the work with the client, as long as the client, we've become so obsessed with, uh, pleasing clients and the client is one, two, three people that we've forgotten that the job is how do we keep our people, um, playing in the same space you see i could pitch for a job and if another black guy comes in and gets the job and he's employing a couple of other black people it's height you know so we've so jaded i mean even with the distro we're so jaded when i tell people people go people go so are you gonna be like uh they name like recording companies i say no recording companies are signing to us so the idea of even like of how far we can go as black people is so is so embedded in our heads that even when you tell if I had to do a Tesla tomorrow, they're gonna go, eh, so Wushuti so ne Uber, you know they're gonna they they literally not gonna believe it's mine. I've shown when I started building the wallet and I was showing my some of my people this, you know some white guys are behind this, <laughs> you know. So we're so jaded. And we're only comforted by the face of a Caucasian to kind of go, okay, that's what it is. So me, not only am I challenging, I'm challenging my people. So when we do talk about these things, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's unfortunate that I should be sitting with a bunch of, and I say intelligent black creatives. We should all be sitting here saying, yo, we're going to go make this thing work, you know? And maybe also I should be reaching out to them because I haven't had the capacity all the time. But And I'm not putting it on them, you know. <laughs> but we should be sitting here and we should be identifying the problem. But everybody is scared to say that, like, South Africa's not built like that. South Africa's not built for black people to build stuff and to, to sustain it and for it to be around for 30, 40, 50 years. South Africa's not built like that. South Africa is built in, you can be a black guy with money and buy in, and, and whether it's political money or mining money, and you can buy into something that a white person has built that will last. South Africa is not built like, like that. We're not built out of believing that black people can do anything sustainable. Now, that for me is the scariest thing. When I do, when I'm doing this, I'm going, this is probably why and no one has thought about it or has done it. It's because we're not built to undergo. I'm not going to sit with Standard Bank, APSA, Capitec, whatever. I'm not going to sit with them and go, I'm trying to bash them. I'm trying to sit with them and saying, I'm going to compliment them. Are we big enough? Do we have the audacity to say that? You know? I don't care. They can have a million, but I can have 10 people testing my, I'm saying, but I'm complimenting your system. I'm sitting here saying that I'm in like Apple, Apple Music, Spotify, they like an enabler. I'm saying I'm complimenting their system. You know, do we have the audacity to say that? Because South Africa is not built like that. You can't see Usiabonga Madan was a cattle home, Okulele Lads, Bonin Natal Sprite, Okulele Lundel Gangani. You can't see a black Usiabonga actually he's building a system to compliment. Oh, but if he's helping them to market their stuff, I know. Okay, Lapus Namo. If he's literally looking for the influencers, I know. If we shoot the Ubashutela something, I know. As long as Abasebenzela, even if we pause, 
we can see you by seven zelezi boss your company company but we don't see ourselves complementing systems um that have been actually i would say even imposed and presented to us by the world so i am literally like saying let me complement all your systems you know and um and if we change our attitude as black folks then i'll have like another 10 30 40 creators saying that yeah um it's not going like that's complement we are complementing the system because now we've got a channel that allows us to complement the system and all of a sudden this 48 billion 2% literally you see we keep fighting the wrong fight in my view we keep fighting the fight of um, we keep fighting the fight of what we are not getting but we're not fighting the fight of how are we actually like building our own systems you know yes it's fair we can fight the fight but we literally put our energy on what we are not getting versus how we creating the systems for us to grow what we should be getting you know so um that's that's another problem so the reason why it's not thought of is because um maybe someone thought of it but remember even when it's thought of black people still don't believe i mean thomas probably was a bunch of black people <laughs> you know mm-hmm. south africa is not built that way yeah. our minds and our consciousness are not it's not built that way yeah. you know someone has to give me this thing Uh, I have to buy a license from somewhere. I have to but I tell people and we'll go, yeah, there's not enough black owned fintech level. Can we use your API? Are you going to build an API? I'm like, I don't know why no black person has actually thought of building a, a hybrid fintech platform that talks to this. And for me, I wasn't trying to build a fintech platform. I was trying to build something for artists. Only when I showed a friend of mine, he said, "This is a fintech platform." Oh. <laughs> I didn't even knew I was building a fintech platform. just like i never knew that i was i was going to be uh, that like um moya was a hit just like i never knew that i was doing marketing when i was talking to brands and saying you got i never knew that i never knew these things it's it's a feeling right so this once again is that you know I, so right now whether i'm speaking with guys from uh, from the card card suppliers without naming people's names or i'm speaking to the banks i'm speaking to lenders like all the credit the credit lenders i'm in conversations with like that i've never had before where i go back home and i go i wonder what that means right but that's what happened when i started marketing i said, i wonder what that means so what happened when i started running the recording business i wonder what that means so i'm in conversations that like i wasn't educated to be in those conversations but my vision though literally like is smarter than my education right so if my vision takes me there i literally need to then like ramp up my education to be where the vision is right and be where the foresight is you know what you're saying is it's a very interesting point uh, because as a as a what you call this as an economist um one of the things that you see out there in the world is that they are well documented um ways of doing business the way that the scandinavians do business is different from the way that the americans do business there's a chinese way of doing business and within the context of south africa people understand that there's an indian way of doing business a pakistani way of doing business an afrikaans way of doing business a jewish way of doing business uh but um it's often said that sometimes um within african countries um africans haven't truly figured out what is the african way of uh, doing business or engaging with uh, what you call this with the economy and i think this conversation that we're having right now lends itself you know quite a bit to that bigger conversation of you know how do you engage 
you know, in this economy? How do you find your place um, in the economy? How do you gain ownership, you know, in such a space? And one of the parts that I wanted to get your take on, it's on two fronts. The first one is um, even before we even talk about, even before you even talk, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the race piece of the discussion. Um, in a country like South Africa, well-documented as having a lot of talent across the board, where they're talking film, you know, TV, music, you know, people are shining um, on the global stage um, as uh, what you call this, um, as a country. But the monetization piece has always been, uh, I think touch and go is the word I'm going to use because it's never, what you call this, it's never, it's never taught to people, uh, I don't know whether I can say people are intimidated by it, uh, but I'm keen to get your sense because you are on this path and you said you weren't uh, out there to, uh, to build a fintech platform, but you found yourself here. I feel like a big piece of getting people into the vision is the education piece, right? What's the plan on educating people to say, hey, listen, your money can actually do something. Right. Because when you were talking earlier on, I was actually thinking about it. At some point, you have to pitch it. You said you, you pitched it to some of your artists. But at some point, you have to go out into the wider market. Dear creators, do you know that your money could actually, if we pulled it together, we could go forward and do something? And I feel like there's two layers to that. Firstly, on the individual artist level, you have to figure out that, oh, actually, I am, I am the business. Right. I am the business. And then the second piece is, okay, I am the business and I can plug into a wider community. So for me, it's firstly just, I guess, untwisting that mindset of where you get artists and other creatives to think about themselves as a business or as business people. What's the plan around uh, that piece? I think, you know, um, the idea of thinking of yourself as a business person uh, for me is also a little bit like is overrated <laughs> you know yeah. I think you just need to think of yourself as a human being that needs to be cautious you need to think of a human being that literally wants to have an extended comfortable life yeah. you know and if you could literally look at those basics as what the ex what experience you want to have in life you know um then you'll start making decisions that allow you to have an extended um, life of comfort because it might be fun tonight to spend X amount on bottles and to fly whoever to this town and do that, that, that. Yes, it, it, it could be fun for a period of two years or three years, right? But like, you think about how much you've lost in that sense or how much you could have made. You got to say that like there's no life like that. There's no life where, like, it's just fun. Not even, not even like, the wealthiest people literally just have fun. You understand? So there's no Immediately when things are, are, are uh, impossibly abnormal and there's no more balance, there's a problem there, you know? So for me, you got to actually look at your life first. Do I want to have an extensive life of comfort? When I do want to have an extensive life of comfort, if I do get the opportunity to get there, how do I do it? Yeah. 
this makes you start like going, okay, so I need to invest here, I need to do this, I need to save here, I need to spend less here. You start becoming conscious of that, right? Because if you from like wherever you're from, where you couldn't afford a Nike shoe and now you can. Like you're not gonna wear ten Nike shoes, you know. You were you 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 now can afford like a BMW. You're not gonna drive ten BMWs, so you cannot also like really like make it imbalanced. Extend the comfort, you know. The moment of excitement is really just the moment. It finishes. So for me, as I say, like the be thinking like a business person is overrated, you know. Um, for me to build the wallet is like is 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 not like I'm thinking like a business person. I'm a also in a place in my life where I'm going. How do I also sow back, plant back? You know the comfort for other people that are because I think of you know I see guys who literally go and make music. They get into the agency. They want to they want to do more, and I'm going. Ah, you're going to hit the same doors. If I already know that as a so-called OG, what am I doing? When I did get the money, I literally used the opportunity to build things. I literally, and, and by the way, my tools are not going to fix a person that doesn't want to help themselves. You know, my tools are not going to help a person that doesn't want to help themselves. What I'm doing, I'm now creating tools that could possibly, that never existed, that could possibly help you. So we are not also in the business of telling you what you need to do. We're in the business of saying we have a responsibility to build the tools. We have the responsibility, you have the responsibility to decide whether you're picking up these tools or you're ignoring the tools, you know. So that's really where we're at. So when people say, how are you going to help artists? I'm not going to help artists. Artists are going to help themselves. The only thing I've done, I've taken a risk with, 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 with a finance um, um, to build something that I believe that um, has to be built. But who's going to build it? It's not going to be people outside our world. It's going to be, has to be people from our world, you know? Nice. Uh, and I think that uh, leads us to, I guess, the second, you know, piece uh, that I wanted to get your, your, your sense on. I've actually never heard um, anyone articulating that point like that because often, and I won't lie, that is my mindset. I am... I'm with the crowd that says artists should think of themselves as business, as business people. But I think you stepping down and saying, I, guys, before we even think about business, do you just want an extended life of comfort? I'd never thought about it, you know, in that, uh, in that particular way. I'll tell you why I will say that. Yeah, yeah. It's unfair that people who are not businesses are telling artists to think of themselves as businesses, you know, because yeah. in, in, again, it's like, it, you, you know, um, if I work for a company, a company is already thinking of my extended life of comfort. I just need to be really good, yeah. you know, so you're not a business person by getting it, by being inside a company that pays a salary, but like that company, the business person in that company has thought about how do I build a sustainable business by virtue of them thinking of that alone. They've literally like thought of your extended life of comfort. If there's growth inside that business, yeah. right? So with an artist, it's not about the business side. It, what is your extended life of growth? You might just want to always perform, but your mother, she literally like is a coco, your sister. She's, so they might be that, and you might go, and they go build a business because they could be business-minded, right? So at the end of the day, you just have to think, what is my extended life of comfort? 
It doesn't have to be your obligation to like make the songs, get on stage. Then after that, so yeah, so yeah, la piano is accounting your biggies into la pay shop circle or whatever your case. No, you are the you 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 are the provider of creativity. It has a value also. Do that and speak to that generation that needs to hear that. And when you are able to make money out of it, if you can be a business at the same time, great. But if you literally like are around people who actually are entrepreneurial, who actually can show a record of what they, I always say if you're a business, if you're an artist and you want to invest in something and you've got money, always have an accountant, be, ask for the books of that person. If it's someone who's never built a business, listen to so, you must be like, you must, you must be wary. Take the risk at it. But if it's someone who goes build this, ask for it. Let me get your books. Go get somebody, to, an accountant or somebody to go through the books. See whether the past two, three years have been doing. Then if you see that no positive or or like you could see the business is growing, then invest. But don't invest in scheming. Don't invest in any outjack who sold your dream who's never built a business. Because you making like maybe like uh, like in a weekend, you could be making 250000 you know. There could be like even like a million in a month, right? It's possible with some artists. Now you're gonna go in your friend. Your friend is literally has never has never even made like five thousand or ten thousand in this a business idea. Now, if you are that, if you're a business that's churning like maybe a million a month as through your voice, your creativity, then you literally like go and you go. I'm gonna give that million to someone that literally has never made five thousand in a month. Rather go invest in someone with books. Then fagi out yako lapo. Fagi out yako lapo, iyo funda lapo, you know? And then when you get your guy in there, that's where your guy starts learning. When your guy starts learning and then wants to go, mfana marasisha yeso. That's the only way. You'll, I always go, the way I've built my business that I've been close to people who know what they're doing. Yeah. And I've literally lost some money just so I can learn. Or at least move someone that's in my team that's close to me so they can learn. And if those guys learn, I literally like I literally go, is it time for us to pull out? And they go, right, so what do we need to pull out? But are you ready to run it? Then they run it. And if they run it successfully, that's how I broke like slick on life a slick on life production. And that's how I broke the slick on life distro and I gave shares to and I created new companies and I gave shares to these guys because I literally was close to people who I was paying, learning. We learned, then I went to the guys who were leading. I said, do you think we're ready? And they ran it. They ran it for a year or two. Then I said, you know what? I'm breaking the company. This is your company now. You're going to build it. I'm just going to keep on selling, doing whatever we're doing. That's, that's, that's the model I've used, right? It's a, it's a very interesting model. And I'm not, it's not pushback per se, but I guess it's just, uh, what do you call this? Just an observation, you yeah. know, on my side, simply to say that, I guess in my view, it's always been that uh, when you're an employee in a company, someone has thought about, you know, what you've just said, you know, how do we make this person comfortable so that they can do their job and make us money? But in uh, when you're an artist or a creative, most of the time, that responsibility, that thinking, uh, whether it's by circumstance or whatever, is placed on the creative's shoulder, right? And a lot of the time, there isn't always the smart people around you. Sometimes there's really stupid people around you that will, you know, whisper the wrong things in your ear, right? Obviously, the buck stops with you, but sometimes, uh, but whether I like it or not, you there's a certain responsibility. And it's unfair, 
but artists and creatives do have that thing on them where it, where in addition to creating the art in addition to doing the creative piece they have to worry about you know um the business piece in certain instances i always think about international examples but in certain pieces there are some people that you know do get it right i always think about lebron james lebron james is a great basketball player right but whatever success he has had in business can be in one way or another attributed to i think his group of three or four friends that have gone far in life the likes of Maverick Carter and you know and the like who he he's helped to empower these guys and to your point earlier on right these guys knew what they were doing and they've been able to grow you know this thing and now LeBron looks like a genius right because he had these people around him and unfortunately most i won't say most people but a lot of the time that discernment of you know who's worth investing in versus who's not hey that thing is a bit uh, what you call this it can be you know it can be very tough for a lot you, of people you know, you like you know like you know um humans are like the stocks you're never going to get it right all the time yes you know you're never going to get it right all the time sometimes you um but i think you know when you have the when you have committed to say i want a comfortable life i know that like and i i know that like you know i want to always be out there skiing doing whatever i'm doing but in the end i want a comfortable life you know i want to extend this life you will quickly if that is your mantra that's why i always go you can't say i want to be a because when you say you want to be a business then you see me you want to compete with me you know so you want to do things out of a context of an idea of a business but we all have a vision of what a comfortable life is for each individually so if you can answer that you will start seeing yourself making wrong decisions and switching them off quickly this is a bad decision let me do this then you'll start making mistakes fixing them and auto correcting as you move versus if you don't make that you'll allow like wrong decisions to grow and and because you don't have a you don't have a mantra of what do you want you know what i mean so at the, at the end of the day you know um everything about us in our, in our lives from the day you born to the day you die is about like how we improving ourselves how we learning how we getting more information how we becoming better so if your mantra is that i want to be i want to be comfortable and you know um even like partying and doing all that stuff even if you had the money you get tired even when you're older so that's not sustainable even if we talking about energy not money energy you know what i mean it's not sustainable so you know you, your comfort levels come like when you say vibing your comfort levels is like i just want to have my own place i want to be able to afford this i want to be able to do this on okay so what does that look like in my life yeah. you know so for me i'll always go back to we mislead people by giving titles like you got to think like a business no you got to think about how you're going to be comfortable for an extended from for an extended part of your life who are you bringing in that will be able to do that you know what i mean and if you want to bring up your guys you know your guys must be like your dude is going yeah but i'm fucking scared fucking out check is scared you know fucking out just scared if he, like he wants to if he's interested to do your stuff like in front of you normally have three years or four years of a career that can run. If I got your scale, if you're in business, okay, how many businesses open on the other side? If I got your scale, put them in school. This is the way we build each other, right? 
And then that guy literally like becomes your guy. Yeah. And then you link him because, you know, I always say when you're an artist, you have access. You have so much access. Some of it, you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and people have so much. So use yeah. that access to empower your people. You know, we, I'm not, a, you came here and I said, I don't know anything off of whatever, but I got people who went and studied film, who studied this. They care about that stuff. I just care about my idea. So I'm like, I, it's in fucking deal. I put feeling. If we're pitching a show from Mount Choice, it's ABC one for, for them, that stuff is dope. For me, my idea is like creating the idea is dope. You know what I mean? Um, so it's that thing. We must always see the light in each other so we know where to place each other because we have, we, then there's mutual growth, you know? So as we are ending off, uh, you know, today's discussion, I think a good place for us uh, to to end this off and I think it will bring everything together, um, you know, quite nicely just around how you are approaching the market uh, because we have uh, a keen focus um, on the investment side of things, you know, being from uh, our world. Uh, keen to understand, uh, coming back to the Soul Wallet, how are you funding the project? Uh, because we always want to understand, are you raising funds? Are you self-funding? Because you've been in the game for a while. Are you self-funding? Are you talking to lenders? Like, how are you going okay. about that? So, um, um, I think a huge po portion of it was self-funded, yeah. right? By Silicon Life. Um, and then, um, and then I also raised some funds, you know, um, I, and I'm also raising more funds currently. Um, but, um, but a part of it, like, I think I'd say 90% of the development, um, if not, yeah, like, really, like, <laughs> look, it's 100% of the development was self-funded, right? Um, it's just, like, now building the, adding the features where I started, like, pulling from the money that I had raised. Um, we also, because right now we always need a an always-on tech team. It's a financial platform. It's not a... Uh, it's not a website, <laughs> you know, so it, it doesn't switch. Yeah. Off. So we need an always on tech team. So we, we obviously raising, we already, we do have an always on tech team, but we also raising funds for, for, for that, for that, for that always on tech team. And, um, and I think, um, within these next few weeks, month, month or two, we running, we doing live testing of some things with, with people within our circle and getting feedback. So although we are, we were announcing, we're now doing testing of functionality with people um, in different places that we know. So we're able to kind of pick up, uh, see the challenges they're having, and we can go fix it before we open it up to the public, which we think that the public, meaning that if you're an event owner, whatever the case be, or a creative, literally, you should be, by first of all, you should be able to, yeah, you should be able to start like um, adding your own events. You should be able to start like selling stuff to people. And also, right now, you can add your money, add your card, do whatever as a user. But now, for more people to come, that's that's what we're looking at. And and um, it's been overwhelmingly un like and it's like it's like almost like something I, I go. The people who are speaking with us from the financial world, you know, um, like is 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 almost like uh, it's like um, it's encouraging, and not only that they have identified, they say that we 
our service is really has really identified a gap in the market. So um, I want to go back to the sense of you know um, we can fight with the banks, we can fight with the card with the card suppliers, we can fight with the streaming platforms, but this is the world that's been built. Everything in the world is about how do you build something that coexists, that allows for collaboration. You know, it's like your idea has to be an API to other greater ideas that already exist, um, but it must still also be unique. So this is not a, this is not a, uh, uh, a dismissing a bank, this is not dismissing a card supplier, this is not a, uh, a dismissing a, a music studio, a music collector. This is actually a, a complementary uh, business that actually will be very beneficial to the creative world and is built from the context of a creative um, in, in South Africa and Africa. And, um, and I will also openly say that this is going to be, from a slick on life perspective, this is going to be the, the business that takes us to the rest of Africa. All right. So that brings us to the end of uh, today's discussion. It has been, you know, quite fascinating and wide ranging. Um, I think that's the way that I would describe uh, today's uh, discussion. Uh, three things standing out on my end. Firstly, um, uh, from an entrepreneurship point of view, um, you know, just uh, watching uh, Slicker on Life as a business breaking up. Um, you know, into into different segments, and you know uh, that uh, that maturity to say, fine, we've we've conquered this piece. You know, we're gonna let it stand alone. We've conquered this other piece. We're gonna let it stand alone. And then Slicker himself saying, my next challenge is, um, you know, the world of fintech. Even though he didn't know he was entering the world of fintech, that's the that's where, um, you know, that. <laughs> I mean, I was just there. Okay. and that's the that's the focus. Uh, that's uh, his focus on that end. Second piece is uh, just understanding I guess one of the big messages from him uh, throughout today's discussion has just been to say you know sometimes we spend a lot of time trying to fight the system as opposed to trying to work with what's there so that it can benefit us um, you know because uh, streaming a lot of people have said what they can say about the world of streaming but instead of fighting against streaming because streaming is here Right. How do we use streaming to our advantage? How do artists, uh, you know, make use of this thing, you know, called streaming? There's money coming in. It might not look like a lot in, in isolation, but when you pull it together with other people, when you think about it within a wider context, you can actually start moving the needle uh, when it comes to how artists and creatives are, you know, engaging with the economy, providing a life of extended comfort. I'm not going to forget that, uh, that what you call this uh, that particular phrase and term i think yeah that's one to use um i think my mind has been shifted on that particular point and then lastly um uh, just uh, you know that conversation about um the partnerships and collaborations with some of the more established players in finance um in the world of uh, music and entertainment and how do we change those mindsets going forward so that's been it uh, we were with slicker and he's just uh, you know, giving us some insight into his foray into the world of fintech. Slicker, thank you so much for being with us today. Can I leave like, black people with a challenge? Yes. In the world of behavior of social media, here's my challenge. Um, we're going to be testing in the next two, in the, I don't know where this is going live, but we're going to be testing the platform 
we'll have a chat platform we'll have a chat um, feature that allows you to give us feedback when you're testing um, what we need is constructive feedback on how challenges you have and what we need to fix why is this important to work it's important because it's going to be the first time that uh, creators or, or people of color actually have a, a financial platform that literally leverages off what they really gifted in, in creating at most times. It's important that it works. And, um, and when you find a bug, like put it on the chat, it only builds us. It's technology. The reason why everyone in the world or every platform that they literally release a version one, version two, is so we could improve. So I challenge black people to be, to join the test, and anyone actually to join the test. And I challenge you guys to give us constructive feedback. Um, and I challenge you guys to build this with us. That's, that's, that's the only thing. Um, we could make songs, we can make videos, we could make, we could make, we could do we could sell you liquor but right now we're selling you money which is what changes a lot of things and when we start selling you money like this we, we put that money right back to where it started which is the creative so um, i challenge you all to build this with us and that's really uh, how i want to close cool so that's where you that's where we end off thank you so much just look up thank you And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from us and the rest of the team. It is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.